Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm Joe Cook. we got another great episode of Recruiting Intel today. I'm joined, as always, by Justin Wells and Charlie Williams. We'll be talking about wide receivers and a lot of the prospects the Longhorns are after to catch footballs in Steve Sarkeesian's offense. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, and make sure you head to InsideTexas.com. You can get one month of access for just $1. It's a great time to join in and get the latest in recruiting. And of course, spring ball is right around the corner. Today, we are going to go over five wide receivers. Coach Williams is going to offer a little bit about each his game. Justin's going to talk a little bit about the recruitment. We'll talk about DeCorian Moore, Andrew Marsh, Marcus Harris, Kalik Lockett, and Ja'Cory Watson. Guys, y'all ready to roll? Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's get down. All right. Well, we got to start at the top of the board. And Charlie, we got to talk about someone who's committed to LSU right now, but he's such a talent, the number three overall prospect in the country at wide receiver that Texas is going to stay on him. What makes him a five-star so early in this process and uh, has him clearly above other receivers in this class? All right, let's talk about the number one attribute is speed. The guy's fast, right? He's separated from everybody on the field constantly when you turn on his film. He's taking the bubble screens to the house. He can't catch him. Uh, he's also a track athlete. Um, but his stop and start's amazing, right? He has the ability to stop and just start and get, accelerate to top speed qu very quickly, which is it's rare. Uh, he's always looking to score when he catches the ball. Um, but it's release game, man. He has the rocker step, the A step to get the release from the uh, line of scrimmage. Um, I think that's what really makes him a, a five-star top receiver in the country, man. He just has all the tools uh, to be, like, the guy at the next level. As someone who's uh, familiar with, with what Duncanville does on offense, and in the past it's been a lot of just, you know, bully ball, how has he made that offense a little bit different with his attributes as a wide receiver? Yeah, you have to pay attention to him. He's, he's going to take the attention of two guys, you know, each time. Everybody's fun trying to find out where he's lined up on the field. And they do a good job of moving him around from the slot to the outside, putting him in motion. So uh, you can't really kind of key on him, but that's what teams follow, right? Every time he lines up, you're trying to find out where is that guy at? I have to find him. I have to cover him. I have to double team him. Otherwise, he's going to make us pay. Justin, uh, when DeCorian Moore was being recruited kind of at the same time as Colin Simmons, it was two Texas versus LSU recruitments right in a row. And, of course, Colin Simmons commits to Texas. Uh, but shortly thereafter, uh, DeCorian Moore committed to LSU there in that summer of 2023. Still committed to LSU, but the Longhorns are still after him. Where is Texas standing in this recruitment right now? Yeah, like Coach said, DeCorian is rare in the fact that he does just so many different things. One, he convinced Reginald Samples to throw the football at the high school level. That's a big thing. And two, he's a tremendous punter. And so, Joe, I don't know if you've checked out his huddle from punting, but it's similar. It's borderline like yours from, from high school. I mean, it's legit. This guy can really boot the ball. Um, DeCorian Moore committed to LSU, I want to say, about 10 hours after Colin Simmons committed to Texas. Uh, all I can say is LSU made him an offer he can't refuse, and to this point, it's still pretty refusable. Um, he's 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 strong to the to the Bayou Bengals right now. Brian Kelly and those guys are building an absolute monster 2025 class. Number one quarterback Bryce Underwood, number two running back Harlan Berry, and then you throw into Corey and Moore, the number one receiver for good measure. Um, a lot of schools are still on him, but if you ask him who really pushes. Behind the scenes, he says it's just two schools, Texas and Oregon. 
Now he was looking at a spring visit, a return visit in in to, to Austin this spring, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the next time he steps foot in the ATX is going to be at, at, at the Texas Relays, and and that might be the best opportunity, you know, from either before the match or after the match for him to possibly walk over and see the facilities whenever UIL deems it correct. Uh, but Texas is not going to stop. This kid has a. They're going to recruit through the whistle to, through signing day. This is a guy you don't let up on. He's number one on the big board for a reason, and that's what Coach Williams said, number one, speed on speed on speed. Yeah, there are a lot of schools, I think, where the football players run track, but then there are schools like Duncanville, DeSoto, and a few others around the state where football players run track, but the top flight guys are guys who are – and guys and even girls who are just running track for that school – DeCorian Moore is running track and, and playing football for Duncanville. He's not just doing it to fill in the offseason. He's doing it for, you know, to help that four-by-one team break 41 seconds as they have, I think, pretty early. And to, you know, himself, I think his it's non-win legal, but his personal record from last season on athletic.net uh, is 10-6. So he's running, he's running great times by himself. Uh, and when you have a, a, a that caliber uh, when you're that level of, of athlete, you're going to have schools all over you, including the power players like Texas. Next up, we got Andrew Marsh. He's the on three industry rankings, number 24 overall prospect right now. I think that's still a four star because they don't start handing out five star billing until a bit later. But if he stays there, he's probably going to end up being another five star receiver uh, in this cycle in the state of Texas. Coach, what you see from uh, from Andrew Marsh and what you were able to evaluate from him? Yeah, he's a big, long physical receiver. Uh, for a big guy, uh, he has great footwork and great releases. Uh, he sinks his hips in in and out of uh, breaks, which is really good for a big guy. Uh, shows like strong hands, right? He goes up and he'll catch the ball with his hands. But one great thing uh, that he does is uh, he shows his hands very late. Right. So if you're trying to play, he's a big guy. Most DBs will try to play through his hands because he's so big, but he shows his hands late. And so what that means pretty much is you won't know when the ball is coming until he gets there. Uh, sort of similar to what the Washington receivers look like. Right. Um, so for a big guy, uh, he does really, really well uh, moving uh, and creating space. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to say the same thing. Like one of the things that made Roma Dunze and Jalen Polk and Jalen McMillan so great was that. You know, you wouldn't see the ball in their hands until the ball was basically in their hands. And that's a cue for defensive backs, basically, is when to turn around, when to make a play. So if he's able to do that, then that's the, the sign of some pretty pretty advanced stuff, uh, even at a high school level. Justin, what's the, the latest as far as Texas and the uh, Katie Jordan wide receiver goes? Yeah, you know, Marsh has been recruited for a couple of years already. He was identified early. I think Katie Jordan might be his second school. Uh, since he's been in high school. And, and and like Coach said, this guy just attacks the football in the air. Like, he is a high-point artist. He's dynamic. Uh, he does so many things. That's why he's got 30-something offers. He's got, you know, uh, you know he's being pursued by virtually everybody in the country. Uh, right now, I think Texas, Michigan, and LSU are the three schools to really watch for him. Uh, those are the three he told me recently that that really stood out. He's going to try to take more visits. Th those three are likely going to get official visits as well. But I think Texas is the lead dog here quietly. Um, I think he's built an incredible relationship with Chris Jackson over the last six to nine months. He's been on campus a handful of times. Last year, I, I want to say he attended two or three games in Austin. Uh, I call him the blonde assassin. 
because he he loves bleaching that hair. But he, you know, Andrew's a little different. He does not roll. He rolls by the beat of his own drum. He doesn't. He doesn't like to be a follower. He's his own guy, and the way he attacks the ball in the air is elite. His separation is elite, and I think that's why Michigan's going to be in the hunt. I don't see him playing in the Big Ten, but it's hard to to turn down a visit to a national champion. LSU is going to be in the hunt because LSU is always in the hunt if they want to be. And, and don't forget, Texas A&M is still hanging around the rim a little bit. He grew up an A&M fan. He didn't really click with the last staff. I don't think he's really clicking with this staff, at least not too early too much. I think they have some work to do there. But right now, I like Texas in this position. Uh, I think they're doing tremendous, and he'll be back for the spring game on April 20th. Before we get going any further, got to get a quick ad read from our sponsor, Andre the Lawyer. Andre the Lawyer never takes more than their clients. No win, no pay, and no upfront costs. Their principal office is in Dallas, Texas, and he's been representing injured Longhorns throughout the state. Every client gets a personalized text message number so they can contact the team and get direct access to their lawyer all day and all night. Call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808. Whether you're in a car wreck, an 18-wheeler accident, a slip and fall, an on-the-job injury, or anything else, call 214-444-8808, 214-444-8808. Guys, let's keep it going. And uh, for the first and only time, I believe, on this show, we're going to head out of state to talk about Marcus Harris, a wide receiver at Modern Day, the powerhouse out in the Los Angeles area, the number 80 overall prospect in the on-3 industry ranking. Charlie, obviously a player on a very talented team, but what stands out about Harris's own talent uh, when you're watching his film? Yeah, it's a guy I saw that has reliable hands. Uh, he's not afraid to go across the middle and really lay out for a ball. He's one of those guys who make the acrobatic and tough catches. Uh, he's a chain mover. Like, you look for him on third down, he's going to make a play. And he's kind of built like a running back, if you ask me. So once he catches the ball, like, he's looking to run through somebody or around him. So uh, he does a great job with that, with that ball after the catch. Um, and so I think. That's why a lot of teams are after him. Like, you cannot find guys who, you know, it's hard to find guys who want to go across the middle and lay out for a ball, right, and give their body up. And that's what he does a great job at doing. So, Charlie, when you're watching a, a prospect's film and whether they're at a, a power program like Duncanville or or even modern day, does that affect how you think about them, considering they may be on a more talented team? Or uh, is it something that you just kind of ignore uh, when making your evaluation? Honestly, man, I, I look for what the player can do himself, no matter who he's going against right now. If you're looking to try to gauge speed or something like that, you look at the talent. Okay, he's playing against, you know, Sierra Canyon. Okay, they got fast guys, and he separated from them, so he can really run. Uh, but you, you're you looking for a player on his own ability. Like, what does his releases look like if he's a receiver? How well does he catch the ball? Does he high point the ball? Uh, does he get his fingers in the right place, position to catch the ball in front of his face? So things of that nature. Like, you're looking for what the kid can do himself no matter the talent. And then if you want to go deep dive, you want to see who he's playing against. If he's dominating that competition, then that shows he's really, really good, right? So um, it really just depends. It's kind of like twofold. You look for both, honestly. Justin, uh, Marcus Harris goes to modern day. Texas wide receiver coach Chris Jackson went to modern day. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian has connections to modern day. A lot of things working in Texas' favor when it comes to Marcus Harris, but what's going on in that recruitment? Um, I, this is pretty simple. I will be shocked if Marcus Harris doesn't sign with Texas in the class of 2025. Uh, he's got, he said his official visit in January. Uh, he's been on campus already a handful of times with all the modern day crew. That pipeline is open and flowing. 
from Santa Ana to Austin. Uh, Oregon's going to be in the mix. USC's in the mix. Alabama threw out an offer. I think that they'll get his attention because Kalen DeBoer's there now. Uh, but at the end of the day, Marcus Harris and Texas make absolutely so much sense. Uh, he's he's I've got I've got him as Andre Rising 2.0. He's not speedy speedy, but he's fast enough to get away from people. He is so strong with the ball in his hands. He's aggressive on the field. He runs after the catch with with, with an attitude. And they like like Coach said, they they play a lot of good competition. So you get a pretty good barometer of what he's going to look like at the next level. I, I think it's Texas versus the field, and I would take Texas in a minute. I think I put in an RPM for him three or four months ago. Probably should have done it sooner. I think him and Jordan Davison are going to be lovely teammates at the University of Texas one day. We'll come back to the Lone Star State, and we'll go to the the home of Devin Duvernay and Saxe. Kalik Lockett, the on three industry rankings, number 122 overall prospect. Charlie, uh, another another fast uh, receiver from the DFW area. Seems like that's a pretty common theme. But uh, what do you see in, in Lockett's film when you uh, put your eyes on his tape? Yeah, you talk about speed. He's such a long strider to me. Like, you, don't, you can't really gauge his speed. Next thing you know, he's running by you. But he's, he's great at high point in football. He has great hands. He makes a, a lot of tough, contested catches. Um, so he's like that big Z receiving. You want to put on the outside for jump ball, something, something like Colin Johnson used to be. Even though he's not as tall as Colin, but that's who he reminds me of, just a big, long receiver who can go up and high point the football and make those tough catches in the red zone, uh, back of the end zone. So that's the guy you probably would look for, and that's what his ability is. Justin, this is part of casting a wide net when it comes to receivers. Uh, where does Kalik Lockett uh, fit into the Longhorns picture when it comes to wideout recruiting? That's a good question. We're, we're figuring that out right now. Listen, Lockett's been on campus for almost two years. I remember him taking a visit like 18 months ago. It was the first time we met the Saxe four-star. Uh, really good kid, really good dude, uh, great student, great teammate, great, great guy in the locker room. I think he's more of your possession type. But he is automatic in a lot of regards. Like that guy, if the ball goes his way, he's likely going to catch it. Texas is – they're in the mix. I just don't know how hard they're pushing right now. He he would like to get back for a spring trip, but he's been to Austin a few times already. He told me he's going to hit Florida State. I believe he's going to hit LSU. He wants to hit Oregon. Texas A&M is the school I'm kind of watching there. He has a few family ties to College Station. And so if they make him a priority, I think he could, could wind up staying in state. But – there's a lot of schools that, that really like him out of state, and I think Florida State is making a legit run at him. Uh, at the same time, if Texas pushes hard enough, I think they could get him on on, on campus in June for an official visit and move and, and go from there. But right now, um, if he doesn't go to AM, I feel like Lockett's probably looking out of state. We got one more, and the, there's some Texas influence in this recruitment. Ja'Cory Watson, the number 151 overall prospect, in the on three industry ranking teammate of deuce williams over at shadow creek high school in the houston area coach what you see from his film on a yet another really strong high school program yeah so you watch his family watch him playing quarterback then you turn on his receiver uh highlights it's like man this guy's a total athlete i know this is going back but he reminds me of russell shepherd he's super quick and fast playing quarterback right um I know he trains with a guy, the Shea Milburn, and Southeast Texas and Houston area. That's you know he's going to probably come in as a more polished receiver than uh, Russell Super was. But uh, this guy, this he's a playmaker, man. This is the guy you want to get jet sweeps to. He can he's great in the return game. Uh, you put him in a slot, he's going to make a ton of people miss. He's just one of those guys you look at on film. It's like, man, where did he come from? And and so 
I see why a lot of teams are after him, uh, recruiting him as a, a slot receiver because uh, he can do it all. Justin, are, are the Longhorns going to be able to add a couple Shadow Creek guys this cycle? They'd like to add three, I believe. You know, it starts with outside linebacker edge Anthony Williams, and then you've got Kobe Sellers, the four-star corner, who may be one of the best in the country. And then you go to Ja'Cory Watson. Look, Shadow Creek is loaded. And the best thing about Ja'Cory Watson is, you know, like a Coach said, he, he played quarterback before. And he did it at a very high level. And and so you you a lot of times you put your best athlete back there just to, you know, for, for the best results. They've got a quarterback moved in. So now he's going to go to receiver. So you're going to get a really good idea. We should see that in the camps setting over the next few months as well. Just how good he 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 plays at receiver because I think he's a guy that he doesn't necessarily have the nuance to play wide receiver, but if you get him the ball in space, he's gonna go. And so that's a guy that, that you make room for. That's a guy that you figure out a, a spot on the roster because he is so explosive and he is so dynamic and he's a really good student. You know, our Eric Nolene rolled through there a couple of weeks ago and and, and Ja'Cory was, was the guy. You know, he's one of the leaders of that program that's got a lot of talent. Uh, Texas wants three, possibly four in 2025. And so what happens after Marsh, D.K. Moore, and Marcus Harris is going to be a big tell of what's going to happen with Ja'Cory Watson. Uh, I think he's a take right now. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think it's going to have to play out a little bit longer. I wouldn't be surprised to see him at the spring game. I know he's got a handful of other trips he's going to make. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes an official visit. But at the end of the day, it's going to be interesting how much Anthony Williams influences where Kobe Sellers decides to go between Texas, OU, Georgia, and a handful of other schools. That That's not going to have – a big influence, but it's going to have some some sort of intake. And so Ja'Cory's a guy that I, I just love him because I think he's a program guy. I think you get that dude. He's got some Quan Cosby to him. If you, He's got a good build. And if you just get him the ball in space, that's when he does the most damage. And in this era, in the spread era, getting the ball to those guys that can jet and can move, those Isaiah Bonds, those Silas Boldens, Texas does pretty well with those types. They seem to have an understanding of how to make it work. That wraps up another great episode of Recruiting Intel. Make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. We know you had the live stream last night. We got this today, another live stream Wednesday, more and more throughout the week. So make sure you check us out on this channel. Head to InsideTexas.com where you can get one month of access for only a dollar. Again, great time to join can check out our recruiting intel and everything related to the team as they get ready for spring football. Charlie, Justin, thank you so much. Thank you to Andre the Lawyer, and we will see you next time on the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel powered by InsideTexas.com.